Hey, 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 what up, gang? It's Q&A Day with your girl, Dr. Dawn, where I answer juicy questions from our listeners. Let's jump in. Hey, 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 what up, gang? We are back for two more questions from our listeners. Thank you once again, guys, for submitting these awesome questions. I love them. I love taking time to read them and taking time to formulate my answers. So I appreciate you guys. So today's questions are, what is the one piece of advice you would share for people going into the field of psychology? What is the one piece of advice you would share for people going into the field of psychology? And the other question is, what is one piece of advice you would give a black woman starting her own business? What is one piece of advice you would give a black woman starting her own business? Okay, let's jump in. <clears throat> so, for anybody that is going into the field of psychology, one thing I would recommend and I wish I would have done earlier was seek out a psychologist or licensed therapist for a mentor. Seek out a psychologist or licensed therapist for a mentor. Now I was lucky, I was blessed to have really, really good supervisors for the most part. I can only, I can think of like one supervisor in my career that wasn't that great. But other than that, I had some really good supervisors. And so I, um, later utilize them to some degree to be mentors. But I wish that I would have had a woman of color that was in the field that was a mentor at that time when I was younger, or I just sought one out, but didn't know anything about that. So if I could do it again, I would have sought out a mentor, um, especially in the field that you're looking to go into. So like if you're trying to do forensic psychology, see if you can find a forensic psychologist that you could, um, met, uh, that you could become their mentee or if you're saying i want to be uh focused on um, child psychology same thing try to see if you can find somebody that is doing that type of work and then approach them about a mentee mentor relationship this is important because a mentor can help guide you be a role model and you can glean from their experiences their mistakes their pitfalls etc so it's not to say that you have to do things exactly how they did it or anything like that, or you have to do everything they tell you to do. But it's really good to have a mentor because then you're able to kind of bounce things off of them. A lot of times they've been in similar situations, especially if they're a person of color or just a woman in the field uh, or even a male, you know, they can tell you some of the highs and lows, some of the things that they've endured and ways to uh, manage it. They can give you tips on how to cope. And most of all in this field, they can give you that support because a lot of times we don't have that support outside of work. So um, in terms of psychologists and therapists, we don't really have other people in the field that we can kind of bounce things off of or talk to. And so it's really good to try to have um, a mentor. So that's the one piece of advice that I would give. Now, you didn't ask for two pieces of advice. so I'm gonna give you a bonus piece of advice. The other piece is seek out counseling for yourself as early as possible and as much as needed. Um, I think it's very important that we as therapists understand ourselves, our triggers, how our past experiences affect us and may still affect us. And it's important for us to be continually working on ourselves to be effective. And so I think it's really good that you seek out counseling, even if it's monthly, um, bi-monthly, or just as needed when you feel like you may need that additional support. Um, but there, one of the things I've learned about this field and I learned within myself is what makes us really good therapists, those of us that have the reputation of being good, what makes us good is that we've had some life experiences that we've endured and we learn to incorporate them into what we do daily, which is excellent. But oftentimes we may have some things that went unresolved or left um, uncovered or undealt with. And so it's really good to jump into therapy so that you can um, 
kind of work through those things or, or recognize those things early on. The other thing is sometimes we'll have a client come through that may trigger us or a coworker that may trigger us. And we, it may, that those interactions may evoke some feelings that we thought we didn't have, or we thought were dormant. And so I think it's really good to be able to kind of work through those things um, early on and also have that support if you're seeing people working um, in the field, or even if you're just in school as well. So those are the two pieces of advice that I would give um, to anyone that's seeking to go into the field of psychology is to look right away for a mentor that you can um, glean from. Um, I uh, couple had a couple interns this summer come to the center and they were um, work for us at HALA and they were undergrad. And I was really impressed because early on they wanted to go into the field and they wanted to start getting some mentorship, internship possibilities early on, hadn't even went to grad school yet. So I was really impressed with that and they really did a good job. And so uh, I wish that was something, well, undergrad, I was computer science, but um, if I'd have figured out earlier on that I was going to be in the field, that's, that would have been something I would have liked to have done. But even after I graduated and got my doctorate degree, I really struggled in this area, the central PA area, to find mentors um, to glean from. And so I try to make myself as readily readily, readily available as possible to, um, to, men, to mentor people now. And I try to pick up mentees. So those are the two pieces of advice that I would give for anyone going into the field of psychology. I would say seek out a mentor and also also seek out counseling for yourself as soon as possible. Okay. The next question, what is one piece of, of advice you would give a black woman starting her own business? Okay. The one piece of advice I would give a black woman starting her own business. And you already know, I'm going to give probably two pieces <laughs> where the first piece that I would give is like my BFF nurse, and Pastor Wanda say, do it afraid, do it afraid. Don't be afraid to fail. So one of the things that kept me from starting my business early on, I kind of got forced into starting my business to some degree, but one of the things that kept me from starting my business early on was I was afraid, afraid of failure, afraid of what it would mean, you know, financially for me or my family. And my husband, actually, my husband was the one that was very um, instrumental in saying, listen, this is the time for you to move out and do this. And so um, I would say to anyone, do not be afraid of failure because failure really is a good thing in many ways, especially when you're a business owner, because if you read any successful person in business, they will tell you, if you read about any successful person in business, they will tell you that they endured several, several, several pitfalls or uh, barriers or things that, they, that could be considered failure. And what they did was they learned from it. They got up off the mat, they reevaluated where they were at and they learned from their mistakes and they used it as a tool to go on to be successful. Some people failed in one area of business and just got back up and did a different area, which they didn't think that they would go into, but they tried something different. A true entrepreneur does not get stuck in one niche. They will figure out what works for them. So they may have a plan, but once that plan doesn't go the way they want, they don't stop. They just find another plan and they go on because entrepreneurship really is a lot, a lot of times bigger than just one particular area. It could be several things that you're really good at, but just finding which one you may do well in as a business owner may be a little difficult, but don't give up. So I would say, do it afraid. Don't be afraid of failure. And don't feel like you have to say, okay, I'm starting my own business. And so Monday I'm quitting my job and I'm going to buy a building or, or start renting space. And I am going to have my business. 
you don't have to do that. If you have the means to do that, by all means, go for it. More power to you. I will be praying for you. But first, you can start out small. You know, you, you can start out small. You can start out doing your thing at a small volume, at a small rate. And, you know, let it build. Let it build. Let it grow. And as it grows and as you feel more comfortable, widen, widen your turf, widen your territory until you feel as if it's self-sufficient. And so what I'm finding in my family, um, in the, on the Galette side, there are a lot of entrepreneurs. I have great um, nieces that are entrepreneurs. I have great grandnieces that are entrepreneurs and I love watching them. It's kind of like it, it, this entrepreneurial thing runs in our family because my father actually uh, owned a cleaner's way back in the early 60s late 50s early 60s in Philadelphia and um and so I guess that's just something that runs in our family I don't know but there's a lot of us that are entrepreneurs and we all have a similar story where we kept our full-time jobs and started out small doing our side thing until it grew to a space where we felt comfortable with it and then we went on to be self-sufficient that's the same thing that happened with me I was working full-time um, as a director of um, host home and foster care. And I op opened my private practice while working full time. And I did a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time until it grew to maximum rate. And then I opened my doors and I left, I gave my job notice and I moved on, I transitioned. So don't feel like if you have something and you feel like that's what you what the area that you need to go into because you're a true, you fully feel, feel like you're truly an entrepreneur. Don't feel like you have to jump in with both feet. Take your time with it. Start out small and let it grow to your comfortability level. So does that mean that you're going to be burning on um, both um, ends of the oil or both ends of the candle? On some days, you probably will feel like that. But remember, this is about you and this is about your passion and about your business. And I will tell you, there is nothing more fulfilling and more um, gratifying to, than working for yourself. You know, one thing I will say, if you don't work, you don't eat. <laughs> so you don't get that like long vacation time. But at this juncture of my life, I have um, worked to a place where I can uh, take off time, take off three to four weeks and even up to a month because of, but I've been in, in, you know, in business for myself over 10 years. And so it's a gradual process, but I think you will find that if you truly want to be in, in business for yourself, that it can be very fulfilling, fulfilling. So that's the one thing I want to, the one piece of advice I would give to a black woman starting her own business. So again, you get a bonus. Second piece of advice would be, um, be prepared for low revenue months. So regardless of what field you're going into, and when I say field, I mean what area of business that you're going into, you have to be prepared for months where the revenue is not as high as it usually is. So, you know, once you get into business, you'll start to see patterns. So start to track the patterns. You'll start to see like certain months that you are flying high, certain months you doing not so good, and certain months where it's just, you know, average, right? So you start to track your pattern. So you want to be prepared for the low months <clears throat> so that you'll have finances to fall back on. And so when I first started private practice, I noticed that I had a lot of business, um, like me, like door busting down business from September until about um, November, like pump, you know, powerful September to November. Then Thanksgiving come that week, people drop off Thanksgiving week, right after Thanksgiving, they back full, full force for therapy. The week before Christmas, they drop off again. And then once again, after Christmas, right after the new year, two weeks, they would come back in full force. And then they would go full force until the first sign of spring. First sign of spring, that vitamin D, that sun is out. People feel better. They come to me, hey, I'm not hearing the voices no more. I'm cured. And they are out enjoying themselves. And therapy is was low, okay? Low up until probably 
the end of August. And then the voices are back, sun is going down, and my caseload would pop back up. So I had to be prepared for those ebbs and flows. Now that was like the first couple of years. I will say I haven't had that since. Um, unfortunately, it seems like mental health as has increased and especially during COVID, mental health has increased. So it's been really booming, booming, booming. But what I have to do is I have to stack cash. Stack cash while it's booming, right? So that when and if those low months come, and it probably will, right? That I'm prepared for it. The And that may also mean taking out a small business loan to carry you through the low months as well. But I would just make sure you're prepared for when you have low revenue months and things of that nature. And some people have other jobs to supplement too during the low revenue months. You'll figure it out. But um, again, my my two pieces of advice are do not be afraid to fail. Do it afraid. Sis, you got this. You got this. I believe you have it. I don't have to know you personally. I just believe in you and your strength that you would even ask the question and you're listening right now. So do it afraid and don't be afraid of failure as well as making sure you prepare for the low months. My husband's a chief financial officer and he says one of the reasons businesses fails because they weren't prepared for low revenue months. So you have a plan and be prepared for your low revenue months. So those are the two and a half point five, two point five pieces of advice that I would give for a black woman who is starting her own business. Awesome questions. Awesome questions. We answered two tonight, right? What is the one piece of advice you would share for people going into the field of psychology? And what is one piece of advice you would give a black woman starting her own business? Love, love, love it. I love your question. So please don't stop sending them. Good stuff, good stuff. All right, then. Holla at you. All right, y'all. Our audience has spoken. You had questions and we had answers. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on all of your podcast listening platforms. And please, please, please follow me on Instagram and Clubhouse at Dr. Dawn on the Real and on Facebook at The Same Game. All right, now, until next time, y'all, stay sane.